So the first and probably the biggest what if I'm gonna start off with number one is the one thing that I hear when coaching people and helping people to start a new business. It's the old favorite, I've got no money. Or sometimes we go for I haven't got enough money. Or I haven't got enough income to survive on just one wage. Or there's too many bills to survive on just one person's wage. Or we haven't got any savings. Look, having no money when you're starting a business first up isn't such a bad thing after all because it forces you to get things right straight away from day one because we don't want to waste money, do we? And also, you don't want to get to the end of the year and realise, man, all that money that I've wasted on doing the wrong thing, that was wasted profits. That could have been money in my back pocket, but instead, it's just gone. It's just gone. I won't get it back for that year. So it forces us to seek out intelligent ways of using the little money that we have. I mean, you don't even need money to start off with. You, you can use a number of what we call guerrilla marketing methods. So the idea is that you're using things that don't actually cost money anyway. Now the biggest one you can use stares me blank in the face most days. It sits in most people's pocket. There's like a billion people who use Facebook every day. Now you can use Facebook to create hype around your product or around your service. Look, model Apple, Apple are genius at this, about creating hype on social media and across websites. Every two years they bring out a new iPhone and there's this huge hype about what it's going to do. Look, most people don't realise it's just a phone at the end of the day. You can send texts and you can call people. Uh, I call my mum and go, hi mum. All the techies flock to it because they want to find out what's new about it. So all Apple do is leak a couple of photos every year and it goes viral. It goes all over Facebook. People are sharing it. All of a sudden, everybody wants that new iPhone. And some people queue for days to get it. It's it's When you think about it, it's like, how? Why do people actually do this? So you can use exactly what Apple does. Use social media to create that hype around your product or your service. Or even if you're struggling to get things done, look to friends and family. Find anybody else that you know who might want to help. Or find the people that want you to succeed. Ask them for help and you'll get oodles of that help that you need. What if number two is I don't know how to find money? So you've got a great business idea, you've got a great product, you've done all the free stuff that you can do without the money, but now you need the money. And you think it's hard to find money. Anything is only hard if you believe it is that way. There's plenty of people out there that want to invest in not only the right business, but they're looking for the right person to invest in as well. If you've ever watched in the UK it's called Dragon's Den, in the US I know it's called Shark Tank, sometimes they'll go and they'll pitch their product, their product could be a bit pants, they don't want to invest in the product but they've seen the qualities in that person and that's who they want to invest in. So if you're sat there thinking, ah, oh, no one's going to give me any money, you're actually right. People need to believe that they can invest in you so it's a simple mind shift that we have to take 
to make sure that we not only think that we're sellable, but that we know that we're sellable. Or you've got to find someone who can help you kind of produce out those skills to make you know that you are sellable and present that you are sellable to those kind of people as well. So what if number two, this one is often about building your networks of people. If you're sat at home expecting people to give money to you, that's not going to happen. You have to go out and find it. You've got to develop your personal and professional skills to be able to, when you go to these networking meetings to find people, whether it's online, whether it's offline, whether it's Skype, whether it's in phone, whether it's in person, you need to develop your elevator pitch. Now that's a 30 second pitch all about what it is you do and why you're doing it. You must be crystal clear. Your message has to come across in the first 8 to 12 seconds or else that person you're talking to, their brain is just going to switch off. The next 15 seconds, you've got to tell them what you're willing to give them. You've got to offer them a return of why they should invest in you. So it's not just about your product, you've got to get across that message, but then you've got to answer the the, the WIIFM answer question, the what's in it for me. People don't want to invest in you if you've got the best product in the world and it's so amazing and you're great and blah, 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 if they don't know actually what they're getting by investing in you. So go out and find people, get your message across about what it is you do, but show them the value that you can add to them as an investor and what they're going to get back from you as well. What if number three now completely baffles me that I'm financially educated? I make too much money and my taxes end up being really high. Hello, McFly, this is what you want? Now, I say I can understand it because I was in exactly the same boat as you were. I used to think that I'm in a high tax bracket, that's going to be bad because I'm going to give away too much of my money in taxes and I've earned that money and I should keep that money. Look, if you don't pay high taxes, that's actually a bad thing because it means you're not earning the money that you should be earning. Now, there are loopholes, particularly here in the UK. You can pay less, less tax and you can do that legally as well, as long as you do what I've done and learn what the rich people do. However, that's not a conversation for right now. I can show you another day. However, what I want you to do now is to think logically. Now, the more the government earns from you, that means the more you are earning too. Imagine if I gave you £25,000 and you had to give someone £5,000. That would be pretty good, right? However, imagine if I gave you 100000 but you still had to give away 40000 Does that sound like a good deal to you? Hopefully, that should be yes. Because what that means to you is you get a 240% increase in your bottom line. Now, imagine what could you do with an extra 240% added onto your bottom line at the end of the year, I reckon you'd be pretty happy, wouldn't you? So, higher taxes is not a bad thing. Higher taxes means you're earning more money. And hopefully you're in the business of not only helping people, but earning more money, just like I am. What if number four is I don't know how to run a business? I feel this what if is a little bit scary because most business owners tend to wing it based on what they think is right 
rather than learning what actually is right. Now, a lot of people start their business based from their passion, which is a really great thing to do. You need to have that passion for that, your business. However, they start it first rather than learning what business systems they need to implement first. Now, my coach taught me that a business that is run wrong will run you. You really need to know that there's a difference, a big difference between running a business and owning a business. And for 90% of us starting up, we need to learn how to run it first. Now, learning how to run your business is not easy. However, it can be simple as long as you learn the right steps. What is good is you don't actually need any experience at all, but what you do have to do is to learn the right systems. Look, Every business is predominantly the same. They all need things like sales, they need marketing, but they need systems to run their business by as well. And when you learn to run one, you can learn to run pretty much any business. However, it's all in the learning. It's really, really important that you learn the correct things, because if you learn the wrong systems, things can go wrong really quickly. You are here listening to this to learn the right way. I'm trying to give you all my knowledge to get you ahead of the game. And that's pretty much why you're here, aren't you? So getting the right person to teach you is crucial. You need to find someone not only that you can trust, but you need to find someone who's done it already. I say this because the internet is full of gurus on every subject going at the moment. But very often there's a lot of people out there who haven't actually done it themselves. You need to find someone who's doing what they're preaching. Now, I learned that finding the best coach that I could, regardless of money, and implementing everything that he's taught me was worth more than its weight in gold. And it's partly why I'm here recording this for you today. What if number five, I'm too busy, is like the adult equivalent of saying, oh, sorry, sir, the dog ate my homework. If you truly want to start your own business, Trust me, you will find a way. If you're being too busy to chase your dreams, it's like saying, well, I'm sorry, I'm too busy to have what I want. You can create time, believe it or not. There's not a time machine out there. However, you can create time by dropping some things that you're doing now, which you know are a waste of your time. The first thing to do is actually evaluate your time. You can either look at this yourself or get your coach involved for that outsider's point of view on what you're actually doing. Next task, look at all the non-essential, those things, the tasks that don't generate income, they don't generate results for your business because those are the first things to go. Look then at the other repetitive tasks that you have to do day to day and sit down and think, okay, is there anybody else that I can get in, whether it's existing staff or a new staff member, can you train them to be able to do that job? Okay, it might take you some time initially to train them up. They won't do it as good as you, but that's okay because the more you train them, the better they will get. So instead of spending time every week doing the same old thing, get one of your staff members to slowly over a couple of weeks build up to your position to be able to do them. And probably in the future, they'll be able to do them better than you as well. Also, outsourcing is one of the best things I've learned over the last six months. It is genius. I no longer do the things that I don't want to do. Grab a piece of paper and a pen, write down all the things that you have to do, and then look at all the things that you could possibly outsource to somebody else. So have a look at all those small 
tasks that take up your time that you could outsource, whether it's cleaning your house, whether it's designing a logo. Look, if you're not a classically trained graphic artist, don't sit there for hours trying to think up how to draw a logo. Get someone else to do it. Write these down now. There's sites. There's one called Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R. There is one called People, People Per Hour. And the other one is Upwork. Those three sites, you can also just outsource everything. You can find people who do logo design, who will generate uh, marketing material for you, people who will record voiceovers for you or record whiteboard videos if you're going to use those, website designers and creators. You can find pretty much anything out there. Look, you can even find a guy in an Iron Man mask to sing happy birthday to your nan if that's really what you want to do. You can also use another great website. It's one called Craigslist. C-R-A-I-G-S list. Craigslist. You can find people on there in your local area that will do tasks around your house. You can find everything from a cook to a chef to a maid to a cleaner. Think of those tasks that you do every week that take up your time that you could spend instead on generating more income for your business. So if you work out that you're making £50 or dollars per hour and you can get a cleaner in for 10 to $15 or pounds per hour, that's a no-brainer. Get them in to clean your house where you generate more money for your business. What if number six is I'm too tired? Being tired can be affected by a great deal many things. However, I want you to understand the difference between being tired versus being lazy. Everyone has lazy days. Look, there's days when we want to sit around in our pyjamas, eating ice cream, watching box sets of Game of Thrones. Am I right? However, being tired is different. You've got to look at what thoughts are with you when you're feeling tired. Now, being tired, you could be in a job at the moment. You might not have started that business. So if you're in a job, very often people want to get out of their job because they don't like it. Time goes slowly. And that can make you feel really lethargic as well. The thing you need to concentrate is on when you're running your own business, you will be excited about getting stuff because it's you that benefits it. You are in that driving seat. Imagine how energised you'll feel when you're out there securing deals. You could be taking over the competitors you wouldn't have looked up to. You could be on the verge of selling your biggest contract ever. You are going to get such a buzz. It's amazing. However, on the flip side of that, you've got to watch out because all entrepreneurs can get tired because they get burnt out. This is when you need to try and find that balance. It's very difficult as an entrepreneur because we're up first thing in the morning, we're up last thing at night. But you need to find some time for yourself. If you imagine the story of sharpening an axe to chop down a tree. There's two woodsmen out in the field. One of them takes 10 hours to cut down a tree. The other one spends five hours sharpening his axe and spends only two hours cutting down his tree. So which one do you want to be? As I said, being lazy is very different to being tired. You've got to make sure that you're looking after yourself on so many different levels, not just from a business perspective. How we feel physically has a massive effect on us on how we feel mentally. Now, coming from a big health and fitness background, I'm a former national martial arts champion here in the UK. I know that when I'm on top of my game, I'm working out. I was feeling incredible. However, diet also has a huge effect on how you will feel mentally as well. If you eat rubbish, you will feel rubbish. 
One of my great friends from school works on the Mercedes Formula One team. And one of his jobs is making sure the fuel is in tip-top condition. He runs part of the team. He's also responsible for making sure the fuel is always trying to be innovated to be the best that it can. Why? Because the fuel runs everything else. Your body is exactly the same. If you put rubbish in, you're going to get rubbish out. You've got to make sure that you're physically looking after yourself and mentally you're thinking good thoughts. You're putting that good fuel in your body as well. Also, your why. Why are you in business? That's such a crucial part that you've got to play as well. When you find your why, everything else will start to fall into place. And those days when you're up first and you're to bed last, that will keep you driving because that why is your driving force. What if number seven? It doesn't work. Imagine for a moment, if you spent the last of your money running your business wrong, how will that make you feel? Probably like a loser, like a failure, like it wasn't ever going to work, right? Not everything works first time, of course it doesn't. But if you don't know how to do certain things with your business, like profile matching for your marketing, if you don't know how to target specific demographics on things like Facebook or Google, your marketing isn't going to be right. If you don't know how to create sales funnels or write good copy, it doesn't matter how good your product or service is, it may have some success, however it will never be as successful as you know that it could be. I've even coached people in the past and they complain that they're not getting what they want. The problem is they do 80% of what I tell them to do, but then 20% they put their own take on it. Now there's a meme going around a few a few months ago saying if you want to be successful do what your coach tells you the first time failing is okay i always teach that you either win or you learn thomas edison who created the light bulb he learned over a thousand ways of not inventing the light bulb before he got it right so failing at something is okay but don't see it as that failure see it as a learn. You've got to take some experience from this and apply it next time. You may be listening to this already thinking that you want to take your business to the next level. And if you do, you've got to do something different. Otherwise, it's like trying to win a car race without ever changing up a gear. You've got to do something different to get a different result. The only thing that will never work in your business is not trying it in the first place. The top tip I'm going to leave you with in this section, I always give to people, if you don't know how to do something, then don't do it. However, you can always learn from someone who's not only done it, but they've done it successfully and made it work. That way, you can be more ensured that whatever you're going to do, you're going to do it right. What if number eight, what if I go bankrupt? The first thing I want you to listen to here is, have you ever heard the phrase, no risk, no reward? Bankruptcy is something that no one ever wants to go through or something that you should ever wish on anybody else. But even people who don't have businesses, there's plenty of people out there who've got jobs that go bankrupt, aren't there? You may actually already know some people who've gone bankrupt, even when they're in that full-time employment. So, The question is, wouldn't you rather be in charge of your own financial future? If you were the driving force behind that, could you drive your business to make your financial future more secure for your family? 
There's different types of bankruptcy as well, not just financial. If you don't take exercise and eat right, you're going to go physically bankrupt. If you don't take time out for yourself, you're going to go spiritually bankrupt. If you don't balance your life correctly with your friends, with your family and your business, you're going to go emotionally bankrupt. The only way you can guarantee not to go bankrupt is by continually investing in yourself. There's an old saying, the more you learn, the more you earn. And it's so true. However, even if you do go bankrupt, don't panic. Very often those people that go bankrupt are those that are quickest to get rich again because they've learned from their mistakes the first time round. They know what not to do next time round. So bankruptcy isn't just losing money. It's also about never having because you never tried, you never played full out, you never went all in or you avoided that opportunity because you didn't know where to find it again. Remember, money can always be made again, time cannot. What if, number nine, I don't know where to find opportunity? Well, that's why we're sitting here now having this conversation. Although you might not be sitting, you might be walking in the park. However, if you knew where to find the opportunity, you probably wouldn't be listening to me now. However, I want to teach you where to find the opportunities. And the first thing I want to teach you, opportunities don't just pop up. The best ones are created. And they're created from people's problems. Ask yourself, okay, what problems have I got right now? What problems have I had recently? And why? That's the best place to start. Another reason why you don't find opportunities is because you've not actually noticed them. You could be too distracted when opportunity is right there. Have you ever noticed that something keeps staring you blank in the face? You know you should take that action on it, but you don't. And the result you continue to get is you stay exactly where you are. Look, you need to be different to others. You're already different to others. That's why you're listening to this. However, the problem is that most people look for the same opportunities as other people have. Don't be afraid to take action. You've got to step out from the crowd, do something different, and then the real opportunities will present themselves to yourself because you will do what other people won't do. Just imagine how amazing would it be to have your product in someone's house or houses all across the country, which helps make families' lives easier, better. It brings them closer together. That should be the driving force for you to think, to create that opportunity. They have to be created. You have to create it inside all of us. We all have a talent. What is the one talent, skill that you could bring out to help other people? That's your opportunity. That's where you need to focus on. That's where you need to take action. What if number 10? I feel like I'm already successful enough. Don't get know-it-all syndrome. This is a really dangerous what if because it means you're in your comfort zone. When you're in your comfort zone, that's when you stop challenging yourself. Now, you might have had low expectations in the past for yourself. It's easy to feel successful because your goals just weren't big enough. Imagine, when was the last time you set a goal so big it scared you or you didn't even know how you're going to achieve it? I want to help you understand when you're not growing, you're shrinking. And that's when other people who are hungry and fired up, they overtake you and your business goes down. 
Imagine how bad that feels. Imagine building everything up that you've so worked so hard to build up over years and you've sacrificed just to see it crumble away. There's so many large businesses that have gone in the UK alone. You had a, a company phones for you. They're in the UK high street for 25 years, gone virtually overnight. And British home stores, BHS, they've been around for 100 years. In fact, long as it's something like 117 years, but they're gone because their management teams weren't hungry. They weren't innovating. They thought, oh, we've been around forever. We'll be around forever. You really need to know how to stay hungry. The champion who fights with the mind of the challenger often wins. Now, you've either set your goals too low or you haven't got anyone to challenge you to do better, to push yourself to the next level. If you haven't, you need to find one fast. Otherwise, you're giving the next person going out of business before you've even started.